0: One of my favorite things is to just send you Denver suggestions from one Instagram account to your other Instagram account. (laughs) Hello, this is Rachel. Soon, I'll be joined by my sister, Sarah. Together, we are the Booted Sisters. On this episode of Booted Sisters, we're actually going to switch up the format and I'll be asking questions um, about Sarah's experience booting herself out of Virginia and moving to Colorado. We'll start with me kind of recapping some stuff about living in Italy, um, and then we'll move into Sarah's recap of why she moved and various other questions that I bring up about the experience of leaving Virginia, getting settled in Denver. Please enjoy this week's episode and absolutely let us know what you think about this reverse format. And uh, if you have any questions of your own for Sarah about her experiences moving to Denver. Thank you. Hello. Hey, how's it going? Good. Um, So this week we are doing something a little different. The bulk of the episode will be focused on Sarah. This is when Sarah would recap her week uh, before getting into my week, but I'll start. All right. So for my update, I wanted to follow up on some things that we mentioned earlier and especially the first few episodes um, and just kind of like update. So one of them, um, the legendary pizza from the the first episode, the delivery pizza, confirmed pizza usually does not come sliced, whether you order it or um, get it out at a restaurant. Like usually, it's just like a personal size pizza that they give to you, and then you would cut it if you're at a restaurant. Oh. I haven't really gotten a ton of delivery pizza, but the times that I have, it's not been sliced. So okay, sorry to interrupt. <laughs> Does this mean that people
1: often don't eat pizza in like slice form, the picture that we're looking at? Like, okay, so I'm at a restaurant in Naples and a pizza comes out as a circle. It's like smaller because it's personal size, but it's still one big circle. Is there just not necessarily a standard shape that I eat that in then? Like if I'm, am I then cutting it with a fork and knife and I might be just like going in all directions or do I slice it myself into triangles?
0: The most common way, the way that I do it, the, mo- the way that I've seen it done the most is to just cut it twice. So you have quarters. So you just do a half and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have four slices. That's the so most why common would it, way I see. So why would it not just come sliced at a restaurant like that? I really don't know. Um, I think part of it is like the, the most common pizza is like the margarita, and it's so oily. It's honestly it kind of reminds me of. Um, Abbott Elementary when like um he's trying not to admit that he doesn't like pizza and it's like it just it's it's wet, you know, wet Baltimore <laughs> pizza. Um <laughs> like your your average margarita is kind of wet. It's kind of stupid because they <laughs> bake it for like maybe a minute and a half to five minutes. Like they don't put it in the oven very long at all. Um so I think part of it is like they don't want to slice it and then it like like falls apart before even coming to the table. Um, part of it is just like a quickness thing. But yeah, that's just like the way it is, is that usually they bring you out an unsliced pizza and then you slice it at your table.
1: Um, uh, can we put a call to action here for all of our listeners who have been to different parts of Italy uh to let us know what, what their experience with sliced pizza is. Cause I am fascinated and I will not just continue to constantly talk about my two days in Rome, but I definitely don't remember that from the places I went and maybe it's just a touristy thing or something. And so I'm so curious what like other people's experiences are beyond. And I mean, you'll get into it too. I know I'm, I fully interrupted the middle of your pizza update, but
0: I'm very <laughs> curious if other people know more about different areas, maybe. Yeah. I mean, I haven't gone to Rome yet, but I would be very willing to believe that they like slice it for the tourists. So like it's easier that way. Yeah,
1: I mean, that's a pretty fair guess as to why
0: I didn't know this. So yeah, pizza, not sliced. I mentioned not understanding the bus the first time I took it. Um, There's a very clearly... Like laid out sign that says "Don't speak to the bus driver," like in English and Italian. <laughs> that I like ignored the first time I went on. Like it was like, "Here, look at my ticket." But it's just like very simple, just like a lot of public transportation places. There's just a, a a machine to stamp it in the back that I just didn't see. So all you do is like you put the the ticket in and it gives you a time stamp so that you you're activated. Like tickets are usually like a 90 minute ticket or something like that. So you need to stamp it for it to be valid and then. Um, I've never seen it done, but I'm guessing the the enforcement side of that is that they would randomly embark buses and ask to see people's tickets. So yeah, that was just me not noticing how- And then you you learned that by just seeing other people do it correctly? Yeah, taking the bus again and being like, oh, look, there's a machine here, <laughs> just like most places where you can stamp a ticket. Um, and then the other big update I have, um, well, we got to the chocolate, which everybody was super happy about um, chocolate. Yeah. Chocolate, <laughs> yeah. But the other update I have is that I've started Italian class. Very, very basic, very, very simple, like mostly grammar so far kind of stuff. Um, but I'm doing uh, a class a couple nights a week and that's been fun. Definitely have low expectations of like my level of proficiency with uh, Italian by the time, you know, I'm done with the the first basic class, but we'll see over the next couple of years, how much, uh, how much I stick with it. And if I go further with it, but I am officially in a formal setting taking Italian class.
1: That's so exciting. Honestly, that is huge though, because that very di- directly hits one of your goals that you talked about. I mean, you said it as though you didn't, necessarily at the time in the airport think that you wanted to take Italian as much as take some class but uh you're taking a class you said you wanted to do something in a formal like classroom setting or something like that so that's like huge that you're already doing one of those things
0: yeah no it does feel good of like um providing some structure and context for things um and like something that I am working on while I'm here so um again I would be very surprised if I got like anywhere close to proficient, but if I can start to order my food with fewer, uh, misunderstandings and stuff like that, then then that'll be cool. Um, oh, and Uh, I do like, I, I do get recognized at the, um, coffee shop on my corner. So
1: (laughs) (laughs) that's huge. Um, back to the Italian classes thing. Have you found yourself sometimes when you're learning words, thinking like, like taking mental notes of like, oh, this would be a fun word, word of the week or something. Or do you think that you're still going to kind of do that portion, the word of the week, the same way you have been just with like, whatever you actually experience in the real world that day?
0: I think I'm I'm much more likely to do it the way I've been doing it. I don't think some random verb conjugate is going to be fun for, for um the <laughs> podcast. And I do like when there's like a little bit of a story behind like why I thought of mm-hmm. that word or how I encountered it. So I'll probably keep doing it that way. Um nice. But yeah, no, the the class is fun. I have a restaurant right near my apartment that they know me. Um, and then the coffee shop on the corner knows me. Um, and they're very patient with my Italian. I uh I got a cornetto, like a croissant, the other day, and she was asking what what kind of filling I wanted, and I didn't. I wasn't tracking that that was going to be a question, that that was a step in the process. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: this is how anxious I get ordering things in English in America, anyway. <laughs> Too right.
0: A question. You expect, <laughs> to, yeah, yeah. Well, and you know, it was it was a pastry in a case. What, what? Why is there a step involved? Like, I pointed at the pastry in the case. Like, what's next? but she was asking what kind of filling I wanted. And she's like cream, chocolate. I was like, oh, I'll take cream. And she's like, oh, the cream is no more. I'll give you chocolate. And they have like a Nutella spout that they like shoot into. <laughs> like it, it's really cute. Like it's a little, little like dispenser of Nutella and they just like That's so plug cool. it in and shoot Nutella into your croissant. Um, and that was a nice turn of events. I was okay with that one. But yeah, now a couple, a couple of things that we talked about kind of coming together. Uh, but yeah, if anybody has any other things that they have been waiting for me to answer that, I said, I was going to answer please send a message or comment. Uh, and I'll, I'll try my best to, to do follow-ups. Question around
1: follow-ups and reaching out via Instagram. Have you noticed any increase in DMS at all? Are people behaving differently ever since my PSA about how you run the DMS?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh not really, honestly, um, People, I think, are commenting a little bit more on the stories, um, which is Aww. always fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you've
1: been posting more stories, too. It's been fun. I get so excited when I see, like, when I log into my Instagram and then I see that my other Instagram has a new story. I'm like, oh, wonder what it is.
0: My favorite thing is to DM you from this Instagram. But yeah, no, usually, uh, you know, if I go out and get some food, at least on the weekend, I'll try to post something on the weekend. Um, the, the work week, like I said, is... Like in anybody else's work week where you just kind of get into a flow with it. And then, um, you know, you're eating dinner at home more often than you're eating out. But on the weekend, I, I usually try to like do at least one, one little picture or something like that. Mm-hmm. We should get you on be real.
1: <laughs> Actually, I would be very curious because I think you'd be on a different timestamp for be real. And I've never been friends with anyone on be real with a different, I think there's like a, a North America and a, um, Europe like option for when it goes off. So that it doesn't constantly go off in the middle of the night for people, you know, sorry. I know you don't want to do this, but now I just really, am curious besides <laughs> you're a hater. <laughs> not- I <laughs> Be real. It's so fun. And you get to see people every day. <laughs> anyway, like- I'm not going to, I know yeah. I've already tried and you were in like 80 B reels in September and October. Yeah. So,
0: I liked just being a part of your B reel every day for a month. <laughs> um, okay. So are you ready to get into some of your, I, yeah,
1: I'm, I'm ready. I'm nervous. I'm excited. This is like a flop, like a total flip of what we've been doing. And I'm, I don't really know what, where this
0: is going to go. So I'm intrigued. Yeah, here we go. So to recap, we've, we've mentioned it a few times, but you were, you went to school in Virginia. I went to school in Virginia. We grew up in Virginia, always lived in Virginia. Then you moved to Arlington, um, for the first few years after school. Um, And then you packed up and moved to Denver, but it was a choice. There was nothing in particular related to your job that drove you to move. So my first question is why did you decide to move? um, And what were you looking for from the move itself?
1: Yeah, your first question and everyone's first question. Many people in my life ask me this question with like not to be rude but why or like with the most confused like tone the only people who don't do that are the people I meet here who have done the exact same thing so that's actually part of the answer but um <laughs> yeah so yeah I had been living in the DC area after college I lived in Arlington with roommates and it was like amazing like I loved it I had like several great years there Um, but before doing that and while being there, like while I was happy and while I enjoyed my life there, I never had this like dream of living in the DC area forever. And I always had this fear. Like I I was familiar enough with it from growing up near it. Um, and from, you know, our like dad used to work in DC when we lived in different parts of Virginia and stuff like that. So like, I was very used to the idea of people working in DC and the concept of the whole area. And like, I try to be careful when I talk about this because I did not live in the middle of DC. And I know that that's a bit of a different experience. Like there's a difference between like being somebody who lives in a city and being somebody who lives near the city and like works in the city or whatever. So anyway, I just always had this concept like from being like from growing up in Virginia and then from going to school in Virginia, a lot of the Virginia schools and other nearby states have this very direct pipeline of like, obviously you're gonna move to DC, which I was fine with. I didn't have this like itch in college to like, I need to move across the country or something. So I was perfectly happy to do that, but it wasn't this exciting thing of like, I'm moving to the big city. It was just like, literally everybody else I went to school with is also gonna move out this, this, to this area, you know? And like, it's a big area. You're not constantly seeing those people that has nothing to do with like, My impression of it, I, you know, I have plenty of like thoughts around the DC area, but it wasn't this dream I had to stay there forever. And I think plenty of people have that. Like there's jobs like in politics or like certain government stuff or something where they like know that they will stay in the area forever. So you would go in with a different mindset if you were going to do that. But I, I didn't really have that. Like I said, I had great years there and I probably could have just had a different mindset and continued to live there happily, but it just wasn't this dream I had to stay there or to move farther out in the other like areas of Northern Virginia. I just really didn't want that. And so... I always had that in the back of my head my first couple years out of college and in, in college when I knew I was going to move out there was just this thing of like, yeah, I'm going to move there, but not forever. And so I don't know what would have happened if not for the pandemic um, and just things changing because like I had a job in the D.C. Yeah. area that was in person. So like there wasn't in 2018, 2019, I didn't ever have this thought of like I could move without finding a job in a different place. Like the idea of moving was very tied to having your job in whatever place you're moving to. And that is stressful. And that's what most people go through even still, like that is how kind of it works to live places. And so it sure, just wasn't yeah. this like achievable thing that was like front of my mind of like how to make it work to live somewhere else. It was just in the back of my mind that like, hmm, I wonder if I could ever live somewhere else. And then, you know, pandemic hits myself. Most people I know with jobs like mine, all my friends and roommates were all working from home and it went from, you know, everybody knows the story. Like it went from like thinking it was going to be shorter term to like just becoming so long-term. And so my job turned into for sure it could stay remote forever. Like, or the job I was in at the time was like, I felt pretty confident it could stay remote forever if I wanted it to, but then I did end up getting a different job, which was for sure I can work remote forever. Like my current job, which is the job I got in 2021 is It's in my contract that I'm a remote worker. I don't have a city listed on my job contract. And that is just huge. So when you can, when you open up the opportunity of like where you live, isn't tied to your job, it's just a complete blank slate as to where you want to live. And so I, I was living with roommates when I started having this whole thought process. And again, I, it worked out nicely, the timing, but it wasn't necessarily, I could have still done this without changing jobs, but I started thinking about it in late 2020, like myself, just kind of thinking about, hmm, you know, our lease is going to be up next year. I wonder what this is going to look like. I wonder what I should do. And then uh, there was a bit of time where I was, we were kind of thinking about shifting the roommate situation and like, I had great roommates, but we were all kind of getting ready to like move separate ways. And so I was like, hmm, like, do I want to live alone in the DC area? Like, no, I don't, I don't think so. I think I've loved like this experience of like living with my roommates, but I think this is kind of going to be good timing to like, We're all switching it up. Maybe I just switched it up a little bigger, and so I just like started. It was like almost kind of scary and very exciting. But I was like, hmm, like okay, if not here, then where? And so there was a like period of time. I remember pretty vividly that at Christmas time, and our family did. You were in Japan, but our family did a very, a very COVID-safe Christmas that was really stressful, and it was it was a fun memory, and it just was hard. But we did like. Christmas in the garage kind of at our parents' house. Cause we were somewhat socially distancing. I just have this vivid memory of being like freezing at home, like in the garage with a bunch of our siblings. And I was like, Hey, like hypothetically, if I were to move somewhere, where would you guys think I should move? Like that was one of the first times I like out loud had this like blank slate, like, well, and I might've even phrased it like, where would you move if you could move anywhere kind of thing. But it was like my kind of first, like out loud with other people session of like brainstorming options because that's where my mind was at. It was like, okay, I want to move, but where? And I did pretty immediately start thinking like, I think if I want to move, I want to move a little bit big. Like I didn't want to just move to a different part of Virginia, um, or to like somewhere else still close by, like on the East Coast or something. I had a a phase, like a few months or weeks, or I don't even know how to think back on the timeline, but I had a phase where I was like, my biggest factor was like, I don't want to live in the DC area because I'm working remotely and I don't need to pay this expensive of rent. And so like, yeah. my first factor was like, move somewhere cheaper, move somewhere cheap. Maybe I could just like move some to some really cheap place, like some smaller city and just like buy a house in the next couple of years or something. Like that was like my first thought process. Um, So I had, so I won't even name any cities because I really never had any specific places in mind for longer than like a split second. So really there wasn't like, anything super like specific to pick from, but I did have some thoughts of like, I'll move somewhere that's like maybe like in the Midwest or somewhere like whatever. But then I just kind of like quickly started like filling my head with all these factors of things that like, if I'm going to live in my dream place, what should it be? And before I knew it, it kind of turned into like you know, price wasn't the number one thing anymore. Like saving money wasn't the number one thing, or at least I had in my head that most cities were cheaper than they are. <laughs> um, but so quickly the factors turned into, I wouldn't, I don't want to live anywhere too cold or too hot. <laughs> like I don't want to live farther South than I'm used to. So I didn't want to go any farther South than Virginia. So like all of the South was out, all of the like more extreme Northern States were out. And I knew I wanted to go West but I didn't want to go all the way to California. Like I didn't want to deal with all the like more expensive factors of California. And it felt a little too extreme to pick one of the cities in California. Um, for me, like, that's not what I was looking for. I was kind of thinking that like maybe Seattle or Portland could be good cities for me, but I'd never even been there at all. And it was getting the timeline did get tight enough that I was kind of like, I'm going to pick where I move and then I'm just going to move there. Like, I'm not going to take trips and visit a bunch of places. I'm just going to move. And so
0: anyway, all the factors, There's, like once this was also still like the first yeah. 2021, yeah, so this was like, like before like we were
1: vaccinated. Yeah. yeah. And so Exactly. And like, I, I don't know, like I said, the timing was getting close enough that I also was like, I was getting to a point where I decided I wanted to move And I was pretty certain I was going to do a big enough, big ish move that it was going to be dramatic for my standards. And that meant that like the time I had left, I should be making the most of where I was, you know? And so I'm like, I don't want to just go on a bunch of trips to figure out where I'm going to move and then move away and then have like wasted all my time going on these trips when I should have been like getting the most out of the rest of my time in Virginia. So, um, yeah, basically once it turned into not too cold or too hot, West. And then the bigger factor that really came in when I was starting to be super realistic about it, or that was always there was like, I need good airport access. I'm not moving away and like cutting off all my relationships. I really want to visit Virginia like every year, several times a year, if I can for big occasions, like I don't, I know I can't live both places, but I want to not miss out on everything. So I just like reasonably can't just pick some small area. That's going to be a huge headache to go to the airport. So I'll never do it kind of deal. Like, I know that that sounds crazy, but it has turned into, I have flown, I was on 19 planes last year.
0: <laughs> wow.
1: <laughs> and I do not fly for work just to be clear. Um, but that, that includes, I say 19 planes for a reason that includes anywhere with, um, layovers, like two planes kind of deal, which wasn't very many of my flights. Yeah. Most of my flights are dry. Anyway, it ha- it is fruitful that I picked a place with a good airport good airport. I'll get I'll rant about the airport when I want. but anyway, <laughs> yeah. So it pretty quickly, like when you name those factors out loud, I had at least been to Denver, not a lot, but I had, um, also like we do have family history in Colorado, which I don't, I won't yeah. say was like a major factor in my decision, but it did make me more excited. Um, when I was leaning towards Colorado, it made me more excited that we have a family history. Both of our grandparents are from Colorado and we do have some extended family out here. Um, not close by me exactly, but there is family out here. So like, that was a pretty nice factor that I was like, wow, I'll get to kind of like go back to some family roots or at least like learn about places that we have like family history in and like explore places like that. So Yeah, that was like a very, very long answer. And this is why I don't always give the full answer when people ask me, (laughs) because people ask me why I moved and I'm just like, I wanted to. And that's the answer. I just kind of wanted to move. I was ready to not be in, like I'd been in Virginia my whole life and I just wanted to change. So that's, it's not the most satisfying answer
0: for people, but that's the answer. This is, this is kind of an impossible question, but um, the move was very much enabled by remote work becoming more of a thing. And I don't think you would have found your way into remote work without the pandemic. I think most people are in that situation where that it wasn't a part of, of most bus- the common businesses or common places to work. Assuming that without the pandemic, remote work had been more prevalent back when you were graduating college. Do you think you would have embrace remote work right off the bat out of college or do you appreciate that you had your time in an office setting doing kind of the typical Virginia go to DC for a little bit thing like now now remote work is clearly a big part of your life but but do you think you could have like just gone right into it that's a really good question it's also like you said a hard one and I I
1: I think I see it as two questions because I definitely appreciate the time I had with in-person work. I actually really enjoyed in-person work. I had a commute in the DC area and it sucked. And the second I went remote and realized that that commute, not having that commute, just like gave me so much freedom and less stress. Like I was so happy not to have it anymore, but working in person with people was really a huge I loved it. And it. I, I think it gave me a lot more experience. Like I had a couple years of that where I worked almost every single day in person with people. And I think that gave me so much more positive work experience than a lot of what I've gotten out of working remotely, which I wouldn't know otherwise, but still it's true. So I'm definitely appreciative of that. But if I, I do feel thankful that I did not graduate college in 2020 or 2021 or 20, like anytime after that, because I certainly would have embraced it if I was in their situation. Now, if I was exactly me, but just a couple of years younger, I a hundred percent would have, and maybe wouldn't have had a choice otherwise. Um, and I think I would have been fine with it because I wouldn't have known the alternative, but I do like from a career perspective, really, really appreciate that. I got to, I think it would be harder for me to be like positive about the concept of work and coworkers and that kind of thing. I really like working remotely. I, to be clear, I actually love it. I find myself to be a pretty good remote worker, (laughs) and the benefits to my personal life of it are just so substantial that I don't see myself getting rid of that structure anytime soon. But I do think that there are some huge benefits to working in person that like, I can only, that I don't know how people would motivate themselves if they didn't know that. Like if they had no experience with that, I I find that hard to imagine because I did have the opposite. (laughs) So yeah, I, I don't know. I think if it had been like some middle ground of like, there were more remote opportunities encouraged, but not to the extent that it is these days, I don't know what I would have done in college if I would have been like drawn to that. Cause I don't think so. I think that like, I did like, um, I would like go to conferences and I did internships and stuff during college. Sure. I think yeah. I liked the professional setting of going places for work, being in person and working with people and wearing nice clothes and stuff. Um, I think I did like that, but I feel like I liked it because it's, I thought it was required or all but required, you know, like pretty much. And so I don't know what it would have
0: been like otherwise. Yeah. And then the other, so remote work kind of providing the opportunity and then your good roommate situation kind of coming to a natural end um, was the other main factor. So knowing that you were just picking a city and moving to it and leaving behind not just your family, but your your friend group um, that you'd been living with for a couple of years, what kind of planning and conscious efforts did you put into establishing a a local friend group uh, once you did go to Denver? So
1: I'm going to start with saying, I think Denver might be a special breed. I don't know, because this is where I moved and I didn't move other places. I have found like many, many people around me in any given situation are way more like me than I would have assumed. (laughs) Otherwise, like I have met lots of people who also just moved here. I think there are other cities that are like that. I don't know if they have the same factors as far as actually being able to connect with those people. So let me start with, I came in with like knowing it was going to be hard to make friends. I think that everyone should do that if they're moving so low. I, I think that if I'd gone in with expectations of it will be easy, that would have been really stressful and probably my expectations wouldn't have been met, um, yeah. which would make moving a lot harder. Moving is really hard like moving is hard for you moving across the world, moving is hard for somebody moving across the country, moving is hard for people moving across the state or just town. Like I it's, it's always hard. Um, but moving to a new place where you really don't know anybody yet is just inherently difficult. And I think that I went in with really, really managed expectations around that. And I would hope that anybody in situations like that also like do that for themselves, because it really helped me to like, not feel overwhelmed or put pressure on myself as far as like what I should be doing or whatever. Um, So that's that was my mindset going in. But then like how I actually did make friends, I think it's a combination of um, luck and just the place I happen to be. Um, but it did actually start with friends of a friend. So I like joke about this all the time, but when I was like moving, when I was like announcing to people in Virginia, like I'm moving to Denver, everybody'd be like, Oh, everybody's moving to Denver. And I'm like, okay, who are they though? Because like, I am, and people say that, and I believe (laughs) you about that, but like, I don't know those people. Like I am going in here blank. Like, I really don't know people. So like, (laughs) haha, Yeah. Oh, everybody moves to Denver. That's great. But can you like send me their phone numbers though? Because I don't know who they are. Um, so I did have several people people, some of these panned out, some of these didn't, I had several people mention like friend of a friend. And so I had a couple of like phone numbers going into it or people I had reached out to ahead of time. Um, and so one of them was my friend of a friend. We went to the same college, but we never met there, but her roommate was one of my close friends and that roommate had connected us beforehand. So I texted her. Before I came out here, then when I got out here, we connected pretty much immediately. We like went to the farmer's market together and had like a day together, like maybe less than a week after I'd gotten out here. And that just worked out so well. You know, I was like, this will be nice to, you know, I didn't expect to like become best friends with like a friend of a friend or something, but I was like, it will be nice to have somebody that I know whatever it leads to is fine. You know, but it, it worked out really well. She'd been out here, um, like, a over a year longer than I had. Um, and she had like a few friends, but was still kind of establishing a friend group herself because like she had gotten out here right when COVID was starting. And like I said, it's hard to make friends. Like it doesn't just happen in an instant. And so it, really worked out nicely that between her and myself and just other, like, we kind of grew a friend group from there, just with like other people we were meeting or other people we had recently met and stuff. And so that worked out really nicely. So I had like a pretty strong friend group there. And then I've met a few other people in like various other ways, mostly through, you know, some of those same established friends. I met one of my neighbors and like became really good friends with her. Um, so yeah, I, and I have been finding more and more, like, I don't find myself like starving for friends at this point. I've been here a while now, but I don't find myself like feeling like I'm specifically looking for friends, but I have found there's just so many avenues where other people have been successful too. And like, I actually went on, um, bumble BFF where you can, it's like the dating app, but friend dating app version. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I like had met a few people through there in my early days of being out here. And I knew other people who had really good experiences on there too, which like I was surprised by, and I don't know how like useful that is in other cities, but there were so many people on there in Denver that were like really interested in making friends. Um, so yeah, and I've had plenty of situations where I'll just like randomly be somewhere and people are just like making friends in front of me or maybe like, there's just people here specifically do seem really good at making friends with strangers.
0: That's so like nice to hear. <laughs> um, so we talked about kind of your caged expectations for the the timeline for making friends and the the process of of getting there, knowing that it's it's not going to be right away and that it is going to be hard. What about like general goals and expectations for moving to Denver? Yeah, when you okay. when you initially got there or when you were initially going there.
1: Yeah. So I knew you would ask me some version of this because we talked about this episode being similar to like your, for the first episode of the podcast, where it was about like your goals for Italy. And I want to start with saying it's different when you're doing a timed thing. Like I wanted to make sure we talked about your goals for your time in Italy, because that's how like, I've been thinking about this whole thing of you being in Italy is with this whole timestamp, which is like super important, um, for your situation. And for me, I don't have a timestamp on
0: on Denver. And so there's definitely a difference. Sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. To be clear, like my job has like a, like a, a contract basically of how, how long I'll, I'll be here. You just picked up and moved to a city, not based on a job ending kind of thing. Yes. Right. Okay. So yes,
1: I definitely have goals and thoughts going into it, but I don't have things of like a checklist of things I want to do. That's what I'm getting at. Um, But yeah, I I mean, I guess that's part of the answer too. part of my mindset was like, I am going in, I made a really big deal, at least with myself about the whole idea of moving because I'm not planning on doing it a bunch of times. This isn't something I want to like, and some people do this and that's great, good, you know, great for them and stuff. And definitely one valid way to do it. But for me, I wasn't like, "Hmm, I'm going to try out some city 2000 miles away and then maybe try out another city a thousand miles from there, whatever. Like I didn't have this mindset of like, I want to bump. Pop around a bunch. And maybe that's someday what like I'll be interested in. And that's great, but that's not what was going to like, make me pull the trigger on this move. That would have stress me out a lot. And so I, that's part of why I was so dramatic about moving because I was like, I'm moving, moving, like I'm picking up my life. I'm moving it somewhere else. And I'm, that's my life now. You know, so I never had this, like, I don't have a rule of like, I can't possibly leave Denver if I start to hate it. Or if I feel pulled back to the East coast, I can't go back. Cause I, Oh, you know, I made this decision. That, that's not my mindset at all. I'll do whatever I decide is the right thing to do, but I de- specifically don't have like an end goal or a timeline on it. And that's part of the, my thought process and in going into it and making the decision. I think a big, like the biggest stuff that was on my mind when I was moving out here was okay, what does establishing a life there mean for me? Like working remotely is pretty easy to, for me, like working remotely in Arlington is pretty easy to like, it's not that big of a deal. Like I, this was, I already have established like relationships with these coworkers or whatever. It has, it just had nothing to do with where I was living, but like working remotely and living in a new place, like that does take away an avenue of where you would be meeting people. Um, and so like just the idea of like meeting people was a huge process and thought on my mind of like, okay, how do I get out there and not immediately feel isolated or like feel lost or whatever? Um, so things about just like trying to establish a home for myself and like, you know, feeling like I am home, that was like the most stuff that was on my mind. So I actually had set up, Um, Things have changed a bit, but I had actually like set up some plans for like how to get involved with like volunteering before I even got out here because I wanted to be serious about getting that ball rolling right away because I knew that like, well, I I, I didn't know what I didn't know, but I was like, I think it'll be better to be proactive about this to make sure I'm setting up. I really wanted to make sure I felt some sort of a connection to the community and the idea of like learning about the community. And I also wanted to, I, I really wanted to make sure I learned the area. Like, honestly, I think I, I think within like a couple months of living in Denver, I knew like directionally the city better than I, ever knew Arlington the whole time I lived there. And it's an easier city to learn geographically, (laughs) (laughs) uh, way easier. But I also, I spent all this time like on Google maps, like trying to understand the different neighborhoods and all the streets and how everything connected before I even got out here. And then I got out here and started driving around all the time. Like I drove around all the time for like moving related reasons, like finding an apartment and like getting going to stores and stuff like that like I drove around a lot from the very beginning of being out here and then the volunteering I ended up doing had a driving component and I did a bunch of driving for months for that that was huge for me learning the area and so that was stuff that I just like really those were my higher priorities and I knew that like you might have questions about this already. So I won't go too deep, but I knew that Denver is a huge like hobby place. Like Colorado is all about the hobbies. And so I, I didn't have any specific goals around that besides like being open and being excited to what I would get into. When I got out here, I had gotten into camping, um, in the year or yeah, in the like couple of years ahead of moving out here. And so I was really excited to explore that stuff coming out here, but I didn't have any specific, like, you know, number related goals on where where I would go, what I would do, how many times I would do things or what, like nothing like that. I just had like
0: an open mind. <laughs> I think you already kind of answered this, but um, just, you know, as a reflective element um, in terms of building a home and integrating, like really going all in now that we're about a year and a half out, do you feel like you've kind of met that?
1: Yeah. Somewhat. I don't think that, I think I could do a better job with the integrating stuff. I, I would like to do more community-based things to learn the like real Denver community better. Um, I've done a bit more than I think like the average person does. And I think I've been thoughtful about it, but more so when I first got out here versus like the last six months or so. Um, So I would like to get better about that stuff um, and get a little bit more entwined and it's hard. I mean it. Yeah. It's, it's sometimes hard to find what that would actually look like or what specifically I'm talking about. As far as certainly understanding the area, I feel like I've gotten pretty good about that. As far as like building a home, that stuff and feeling like I'm home here. I really do feel like I'm home here. Like right after I got back from this Christmas trip. It was, or while I was on this Christmas trip back East was the most, I had amazing time. There's nothing wrong with like the trip, but there was just something that hit me during that time back in Virginia. That was like, wow, Colorado really is my home now. And it was, it was a beautiful thought. Like it felt great to realize that and to feel deeply that like, it wasn't that like, Last year at Christmas time, I had been feeling like I wasn't at home yet or anything, but I just feel like I hadn't sat down in a while and really like registered how settled I have become here. And yeah, I definitely feel it now. Like, I feel like I'm really, really settled here.
0: That's awesome. Building off of that and probably, although not necessarily circling back to the hobbies question, um, (laughs) how have you changed since um, living in Denver? Um, so
1: I don't know if there's a way for me to answer this without just playing into all the stereotypes that everybody already knows. So if you guys click pause <laughs> and then say out loud what you think the answer is, you're probably going to be right. <laughs> but it's like Google Denver on TikTok yeah, or Insta.
0: And right. Then, yeah.
1: <laughs> I. I. I'm not like 110% in on, I, you know, I don't go to a climbing gym. I, I'm not like obsessed with every single stereotype or anything like that, but I have been really open to doing outdoorsy things. And I would, I, there's plenty of people who live out here and don't do that. First of all, obviously, but I, one of my favorite things about Colorado is how it feels outside (laughs) to put it simply like the climate that just everything it's. that's what I don't miss about the East coast is like the summers are so muggy. The like, there's, it's just really hard. Like the nice days are so appreciative in Virginia, but they're fewer and farther between so many days out here are so nice. And so I was like becoming more outdoorsy and I was never like, you know, certified indoor only person or something like that back, back before. And I think that I got more into being outdoorsy by living with, I'll shout out Oliver, my roommate in Arlington, who is an Eagle scout and taught me everything I know for camping. That was amazing. <laughs> and that year and a half of us being quarantined together was huge for like, you know, uh, he would go on all these backpacking trips and it was just really inspiring for me. So I think that like, I changed a bit in that time. And then coming out here, I was like prepped and excited to change even more. I camped nine okay. nights in uh, 2022, which was the most, I had never been camping essentially at all before 2020. I camped once in 2020, like maybe three or four times in 2021 and then nine nights in 2022. And now I'm just like, excited. I I like want to do like, you know, beat my number every single year. (laughs) I don't know if that's realistic, but that's the goal. So like that kind of stuff, like I've gotten more excited. Like, I guess I'm more different between like 2022 me and like 2019 me than anything. Um, so I think I was like easing into it, but I think one of the still playing into the stereotypes things that's like I'm more different is like I think my like behavior and my mentality and stuff like I do think I'm more relaxed out here I think it's hard not to be everybody out here <laughs> is really relaxed like and I didn't have the most uptight friends in virginia or anything like that but I do think there's sure just you. an energy that's different out there versus out here like people are just so like go with the flow out here and I really do feel like I've become more of that and I think I was kind of pretty much that before, but it also comes with so many other factors. I think that's probably the direction I was going post COVID anyway, because I became more go with the flow by like being less busy. (laughs) So I don't think every single thing is like a one-to-one Virginia to uh, Colorado, but like, I do think the energy of the people around me out here has been so encouraging of that type of like lax. I like, COVID hit and I got rid of all my work clothes and I've just like never really bought nicer clothes since like people out here just dress, and dress so relaxed all the time. And I, I don't remember how I was dressing in Arlington on my, like in my free time, but I think it was a little nicer than I dress now in my free time. Like, I
0: don't know, things like that. Just a lot of little things. Uh, and that's, that's kind of a nice segue. My next question was going to be like, what surprised you about? Cause this is your first time living outside of Virginia. So what's what's surprised you about differences between Virginia and Colorado? Um, and I think we kind of hit a couple of nice ones there.
1: Yeah, I will say I think the like shock factor has worn off like in the last year versus when I had first gotten out here. But when I first got out here in August of 2021, I was like, why didn't anybody tell me how nice? the weather in Denver was like, I knew it was nice, but I got here and I was like, no, this is like San Diego. Nice. Like, why are people (laughs) sleeping on this? And I don't think that that's an objective. I think people would really fight me on the comparison to San Diego. Obviously we like have, you know, it's like six degrees right now. So (laughs) that's different, but um, it is way, the weather is way nicer than I expected. It's not just like the lack of humidity is like, way more dramatic than I thought it would be even. And one of the like, uh, marketing things with Denver is that there's like 300 days of sunshine and it's like crazy how much of an impact that makes. Like most days are sunny, even through the winter. Like it's really sunny right now, even though it's six degrees (laughs) and it makes a huge difference. Like the winter isn't just all gray. And so I, I think, yeah that wasn't surprise. I knew that like the weather would be nicer. And I knew that the winter would be colder than I was used to, but the weather has just been like, and just the whole, the weather and the sunshine and stuff has just been like so much better than I even thought.
0: Yeah. Like there, there's nothing like experiencing it. Even if you like conceptually know that it's going to be that way. It's, it's another thing to actually like live through it. It's mm-hmm. awesome cool so i think we've hit a lot of really great highlights of like the process and your your thinking behind it all um what you're hoping to get out of it and everything but just in summary what is one thing that you're really proud of yourself for cuz this was definitely like a big process to just decide to up and move across the country um without a really external factor driving it but like just a lot on you to make the decision for yourself and find the path forward on your own um so what's something that you're proud of, you know, either related to the move itself or related to changes or the, the open-mindedness that you were, you are trying to bring to the experience. Like what's something that stands out as as a point of pride that you've achieved in the last couple of years? Yeah.
1: Well, thank you for highlighting that. <laughs> um, I mean, I do think I'm proud of all of it. Like I really do. I think I'm proud of, I think I like, wouldn't change a thing about the way that I handled the process of moving and the process of making a decision and everything leading up to it. Like, I think I just made a lot of good decisions. So that's the main thing. Um, I would say I'm proud of, I'm not proud to the point where I'm perfect, (laughs) but I think I'm proud of the way that I've handled friendship. I've just made friendship a really important piece of my life, in the whole process. And I've tried to be really intentional and thoughtful about how to not lose my strong friendships from before I moved and how to also still build friendships out here. Um, I don't think I'm a perfect friend to anybody in either of those categories by any stretch. And I think there's a lot I could still be doing better, but I think that it's all too easy, probably easier than people even realize to like move away and just like completely not put any effort into keeping up the relationships you had before, because it's, it really is hard to balance all of that. Um, but I've tried to be really thoughtful about like maintaining and building those friendships that I had before and not just like cutting people out of my life because I moved away. And that was important to me too, because I didn't like having not a good solid reason for why I moved was like kind of hard for Like, like I was moving away from all my friends and it's hard to explain, like, it's not you, but I don't want to live here anymore, you know? And that's just like a hard... concept and it feels rude. And I wanted to make sure I was like communicating that I still wanted to be friends with people just because like, I didn't really know what that would be like from their perspective, but I wanted to make myself clear that like, I still really cared about those friendships. And so I think it's been even harder than I thought it would be. And it, I knew it would be hard, but it really is like, like maintaining that has been like difficult and always a balance, but I think I'm proud of like, you know what? I haven't let totally go and stuff like that. Um, And I hope to continue to be even more (laughs) proud of myself for like continuing to prove on that stuff. But yeah, that's that's one of the bigger ones, um, especially because it involves like a lot of just choosing where you spend your time and choosing how to show people that they're valued and like could take away from building a life here if I put too much emphasis on it. So like that balance has been something I've that I'm constantly working out. But I'm proud of how I have been able to like achieve to a certain degree.
0: Yeah, yeah. That that is definitely really huge because. You only have so much energy, um, and there are only so many hours in the day. So when you have new stimuli to incorporate into it, um, and new friendships that you need to put energy into as well, it's, it's definitely something that, you know, we've all experienced where it just, it falls off all the balls that you're juggling. Um, so I do think that's a huge accomplishment and, and definitely something that not everybody is always, uh, great at, um but yeah, no, that's that's a really good note to end on. I would like say we should find some things in Denver for you to do, but one of my favorite things (laughs) is to just send you Denver (laughs) suggestions from one Instagram account to your other Instagram account. One of the the recent successes was the, um, like the used, uh, gear. Oh Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, The used gear store. Um, I think care had
1: sent me that too. I'd seen it from multiple people, but yeah, I like knew about it and knew I had seen it. And then I like specifically needed to go. So I like literally went to Instagram, went to our messages to find the name of the place. So it did specifically help me. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, and and endless things to do in in Denver that are all captured on the internet and very easy to share. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Wait, No, what's up? Sorry. I was going to say can I do word of the week for Denver work. Oh yeah, what what's it? What's what's your Denver like what's what's your Denver uh, miscommunication and <laughs> point of confusion word um, of the week.
1: Yeah, the word of the week I'm going to give. This is going to be a huge lesson to anybody who everybody who knows what I'm talking about is going to roll their eyes at me, but everybody who doesn't. There's lots of Colorado um terminology and i could i think i've taught everybody who's visited me i've taught them all the big ones but this is a new one for you i think do you know what it means if i say nice melly
0: <laughs> or melly spotting melly like m e l l y Yep. i mean i've got my own ideas but that is not at all related to denver
1: i don't even know what that means but i'm going to brush past it but um uh melly is a nickname for a piece of clothing called Melanzano, which is the like brand name. It's this crazy thing where it blew up in the last few. Well, I don't know when it blew up. It's been super popular the whole time I've lived here. And for years before that, at least it's this small clothing company that makes this like recognizable. It's sort of like a hoodie, um, that people in Colorado are obsessed with. It's only in Colorado. It's in Leadville, Colorado, which is like a bit out of the way. And you have to go in person. You cannot order it online, but you, <laughs> the current structure is that you have to make an appointment. They book out about three or four months in advance right now. You have to make an appointment, show up in person. You can buy up to two items of clothing and like, they have like four colors at a time and they change the color seasonally. So I like have been learning a little bit more about it by people, but like, it's a, such a thing. Like people pointed out when you're wearing it, everybody like you know if you're both wearing it you like give a look and stuff people are obsessed with it so yeah that's what nice meli means if you're wearing a melatonin it's such a thing it's such a
0: thing (laughs) (laughs) it's a good one thank you for teaching me that (laughs) yep (laughs) sounds like so much work to get a sweatshirt or whatever, but yeah, well
1: now I really want one. So I'll probably be getting an appointment <laughs> for this summer because I'm jealous of everybody now. So it worked. The, the like hype culture is crazy because they yeah. aren't ever going to, the reason they have to do it is because there's so much hype around them that they would like, they, they're a small production and they don't want to grow. And so if they like let people come in and buy it without any structure to it, then they would always be sold out. And you'd never, you'd drive all that way and like, have no point, like no chance of sure. getting one. To yeah they have to like manage the supply
0: always saying nice Melly never hearing it man. <laughs> tough life I
1: know imagine being me <laughs>
0: that's a good one thank you all right uh any other thoughts on um the transition from Virginia to Colorado and Denver vibes anything like that
1: um there definitely is a Virginia to Denver pipeline. <laughs> I've, a lot of the people I've met out here are like a lot of my friends, way more friends of mine out here are from Virginia than they are from Colorado. There's people from all over, but a lot of my friends are from Virginia. Um, so that's for sure a thing, but yeah, I didn't know them before I was coming. So I was always annoyed by the, like, everybody's moving to Denver, but it is true. Everybody moves to Denver. Um, finally if anybody got listening, numbers. yeah, if anybody listening is moving to Denver,
0: Feel free to reach out. <laughs> I'll get you some friends and we can talk about Mellie's. Yeah. Oh, cool. Well, thank you for sharing. Um, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, I guess I'll uh, talk to you next week. Probably go back to more familiar format, but it's been, it was been fun to swap it up.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for the switch. I'm excited to hear people's reactions <laughs>
0: and yeah. if
1: anybody has any Colorado related questions. <laughs>
0: Yeah, definitely something off we'll to touch back on at, at various points throughout the podcast. <laughs> yep, cool. for sure. All, All right. right well, yeah, have a good week. Bye. Bye. <laughs>
1: was great no notes
0: (laughs) (laughs) this feels like a recording studio